When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 7, Episode 19. Chapter titled Brotherly Shove. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And we're not brothers. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, Tanya. Yes. How? Tell me about all your great, great fights with your siblings. Um, have you had any? A lot. You guys have never had fights. <laughs> fights. We've had many, 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 many fights, many times where we end up not even speaking to each other for a year at a time or so. Um, There's always at least a fight happening. That's true. I I don't I can't remember a time where we all got along at the same time. Yeah, with all I've I've yes, <laughs> all four of you. There's always something where one of or two of you are fighting, like hardcore fighting. It's true. I don't it's, know what to tell you. It's like the balance. What's <laughs> What's the best fight you've ever been in with your sister? I haven't really been in any. Okay, well then let's flip it. No, so I have been in fight, some fights with my sister. When we were teenagers, I was really shitty to her. Um, and I don't know, we just, we didn't get along very well. Uh, we didn't, we didn't have a lot in common. We, uh, and she was hanging around with guys who were older than me and that was weird to me. So I didn't handle that well. Um, but we didn't really fight. It was just like a, well, we don't talk. Yeah, I mean, you guys don't seem like you've ever been super close. Um, so now I'm going to flip your question. Flip it and reverse it. What is your best childhood memory with your sister? Oh, man. I mean, the the first thing that comes to mind is one of my first real memories. And I would have been four or five. Like, I don't remember things super young. Um, but when we moved into our first, like, house house out of, out of the townhouse... Um, we, that night, my mom made blueberry muffins and we sat and ate blueberry muffins in our new house. That's sweet. That's uh -huh. a good memory. Yeah. Um. And now you love blueberry stuff. I mean, there's a reason that's my first memory. <laughs> you're like, blueberries? These are amazing. Blueberries? You're my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, we, we haven't ever really been super close. We, I mean, we, we played a lot together when we were kids. Um, but I mean, I'm a different person than she is. Like I'm a very nerdy, um, very nerdy person who's also like really into like sports and stuff or I, I was, um, and she was very not nerdy and not into sports and not video games or anything like that. So she was just, into playing sports. Um she played soccer. Uh but she was never really into watching sports or learning about sports mm -hmm. or or playing any different sports. So no, I'm not really. We did play soccer a lot in the backyard. I mean that's that's one of the things that we did cuz I played soccer, she played soccer. Was that a good memory? Yeah. I fucking kicked her ass every time. Yeah, well, you and your dad have this thing where one of you always has to win everything. Um, I don't have to win. I just do. It's <laughs> not my fault. Uh, 
anyway, any, anybody could beat me at soccer at this point. So not really bragging. I couldn't. And I am bragging. You might be able to. If we go like longer than three minutes, I'm just going to be like, <gasps> okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. So what's your best memory with your sisters? That's really difficult Ooh. because while we generally don't all get along at the same time now as adults, we had some crazy, I mean, we, they are bonkers. Well, so I, I'll interject real quick just to say, like, this should have been explained before. There's always two of you that are fighting, like, seriously, seriously fighting. Mm -hmm. But there's generally also two of you who are super, super close at the time. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's the balance. Right. Um, so, yeah, you get, you guys will get super close and then far apart and then super close. Yeah. I think that's pretty normal. I I do think some of the things that we have fought over or become estranged over as adults are not normal sibling things and uh, sometimes irreparable. Um but I, uh, it's so hard to pick the best memory. But when we were like, I guess I was probably like 13. Um, at this point, my oldest sister was like off doing her own thing. She was married. She had her own apartment and stuff like that. And we got along great at that point. And honestly, I mostly have always gotten along with my oldest sister. But... um so it was just me and my two younger sisters living at home. And I was 13, maybe 14. Uh, Amy was uh, probably 11. Um, and Mel was nine, like eight or nine. And my mom would leave us at home by ourselves all the time. And my dad had this giant, like the big five gallon water jugs that he put all of his change in and we got it in our heads that we were going to fish out a bunch of quarters um, we lived in like a woodsy neighbor but like neighborhood but like in the heart of a city and in, a love in the heart <laughs> of the city <laughs> and we had a 7-eleven within very long walking distance and we decided we were going to start walking to 7-Eleven whenever our, our mom left because she would leave for hours at a time. And it was along very busy roads and construction sites and all of this. So we didn't have cell phones. We had nothing. Like there was nothing to tell us that our mom was home or on her way home. And there was one time in particular we set out a little bit late we had our pockets full of quarters. We get to 7-Eleven. We get our little rollers or whatever they were. They were like these ham and cheese things that were delicious. They were not taquitos. They had like a doughy crust on the outside. <laughs> you are so annoyed with my storytelling right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> this is just the weirdest fucking story. It's like I said, what's your favorite memory with your sisters? And you were like, my mom never saw us. We stole. <laughs> And then we used the money we stole not to buy snacks, not to buy sweets. There we, was a snack. We got ham and cheese roll-ups. They were like, they were snacks. They looked like taquitos, only they had like a pizza crust outside. They were delicious. The fact that you don't understand what I'm saying right I now. I do understand what you're saying. Let me finish my story because okay. we're almost to the good part. Oh. So... 
We go to 7-Eleven. We get the stuff that we need. There's this big construction site that's on our way back. And we're walking through it and we see our dad's truck fly by. Or what we think is our dad's truck. So we all freak out. Like, so bad. We think our dad is on his way home. We start running. My sister runs through wet cement, loses her shoes in it, has to run all the way home. It's about a mile and a half, maybe two miles, and she has to run all the way home. We all have cement all over us. Her shoes are not on her feet. They are in a sidewalk somewhere in Springfield. And we get home. Our dad's truck is not there at all. But when he gets home, we're all in the bathroom with our feet in the bathtub trying to get cement off of our feet. And that is my favorite memory of my sisters. That is a story. Oh, there are many, but that one's my favorite. Okay. Well, I don't know where to go with that. That was that was good. Good story. Uh, it was very exciting. I just to 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 make that the best memory with your sisters is wild to me. Well, the best memories I have with my sisters are ones where we laugh a lot. Like those are the best memories, and we have a lot of those memories where we laugh a lot, um, but not often where it's like the three of us together. And my oldest sister was not with us in a lot of our shenanigans because she's six years older than me. So it was very often me and my two younger sisters. And most of the time they were spearheading the shenanigans and I was going along with it. Um, But it was really funny and we still laugh about it sometimes. Good. Um, Well, have you been watching anything? Yes. What have you? Pretty pretty much solely Dimension 20. Um, it got me. It got me so good. What is Dimension 20? Dimension 20 is College Humor's D&D like, role-playing show on their streaming app, which I have wanted to get Dimension 20 for a long time, but Alden did not really like the guy, or he thought he didn't like the guy who was the GM. And then he found out he loves the guy who's the GM. And he texted me one day and was like, well, we've got Dropout, the Dimension 20 streaming service, because I want to watch it. And I'm like, yes, finally. And when I tell you it is life changing, it is so good. Like, I enjoy actual play podcasts and streams, but my brain cannot focus on them for a long time. And there's a lot of logistics to the game that I just, it like, it turns my brain to mush. And it's not that I lose interest in, like, watching it because I really like the people in them, but I cannot follow it. I have so much trouble following it. This is completely different, and it is so amazing. And we started Fantasy High. It's, that's the only series we've started. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost through it. Tanya's about halfway through. Yeah, it's amazing. And I I, it, I definitely would recommend it to anybody because I feel like they did a lot, especially in this first series. I don't know about the rest, but it was clear in the first series that they said, let's try to get people to understand what D&D can be instead of 
let's follow exactly this adventure path, and this is exactly what would happen between orcs and you know it's 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 just a fun story that they're telling together with fun characters. Yeah, and it's very simply done. Yeah, um, and it's the story is compelling, but it's also not overly detailed. Yeah, um, you don't get lost in like a five minute like soliloquy about a mountain, um, and and the characters, at least in this so far, are just phenomenal the players are phenomenal like you'd probably recognize all of them from college humor videos from like 2012 um like our kids still sing songs from college humor and and talk about different sketches and stuff um but yeah it's so fantastic and brendan lee mulligan is so amazing as a gm and i cannot believe i have not read in like three days because all i've done is watch dimension 20 and i know what's going on 100 percent. like i'm not lost at all and i love it yeah but we are this started in 2018 so we are almost five years behind at this point four years behind we're four years behind at this point uh, but it's not one of those things where it's no. so continuous. Like, I mean, they have a bunch of different campaigns that they've done yeah. and they're short campaigns. And each episode is only like an hour and a half instead of like four and five hours long. And you've got 500 episodes to watch. Right. This is, it's like, it's seriously like getting a slice of cake that you can eat instead of sitting at a buffet of cake and being told you need to eat all of it. Yeah. I just had cake. It's on my mind. Yeah, certainly. Um, Have you been watching anything else? You started Um, Paper Girls. I did start Paper Girls, and I really, really like it. Um, I think I've talked before about how I really do like Brian K. Vaughn. Probably. (laughs) And... Um, Paper Girls is one I have not read at all, um, but I always wanted to, and I definitely tried to convince Aubrey to get the comic books at one point when she was really into trying to find new comic books to read, and I wanted her to get them so that then I could read them. Oh. Um. I don't think she would enjoy Brian K. Vaughn's writing that much. I think if it's about a bunch of teenage girls, she would. Maybe. It's, it's just... I don't know. His dialogue isn't isn't like quick and quirky and all that stuff. Maybe. I mean, I find him a little bit quirky and definitely funny. Um, he's had some misogyny issues in the past for sure. Like reading Why the Last Man was really difficult for me to get through just because I know how he feels about feminism and stuff like that. And I know that Why the Last Name was written a long time ago, and it was very progressive for the time that it was written in. But going back and reading it, I'm like, dude, this was terrible. Yeah. Like, it was awful. But it was still feminist progression well, yeah, at, at the time. At the time, it seemed like it was breaking new ground. I mean, it was breaking new ground, really. Um so at the time, it was like, look at this amazing progressive piece of work. But now in 2022, you go back and you read it and you're like, whoa, 
You thought you were being progressive, but you were actually being a little harmful about a lot of things. A little. It was very harmful. I could see the intent there. Right. But you know how I am. Like, intent is I don't, never how are you? enough, and I get very intense about it and very <sighs> bugged by it. Uh-huh. So I never finished... I never finished that comic series because I just couldn't deal with the rhetoric of it. Anyway, Paper Girls is good. Yeah, Paper Girls, the show is good. The actresses are so fantastic. Um, yeah, it's it's four young girls, right? Yeah. And they, they all act like grown-ass adults. Like, they're just really, really acting their ass off. Yeah, they really are. Um, there's definitely, like, some that are better than others, and I oh, shots fired. I do find put those that, little girls on blast. <laughs> um, I do find that um, I, I'm not gonna say names and I'm not gonna like say too much, but there are uh, an adult version and a child version of well, different characters. Uh, yeah, of characters that I am. I have liked the adult's work in the past and thought she was a great actress. And in this, I'm like, I I don't think I like her in this. Like, I don't think I like the way she's acting at all. And I think out of all of the kids, the, the girl is the weakest actress out of the bunch. But all in all, I think that the story is compelling and the... Um, the girls really do a great job and the setting is really interesting and like, it's, it's good. It's on Amazon Prime. You know what else we watched? What else do we watch? Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 19, Chapter Titled? Brotherly Shove. You got it without even looking. I know, it's only two words. Can you blur me up without looking? Can you? I can try. Okay. It might not be word for word. Try it and then look. Okay. Corey and Eric fight over their childhood possessions. Okay, look it up. Boom. Word for word. Word for word. Corey and Eric fight over their childhood possessions. Look at Tanya. Boy meets world wordle champion. <laughs> uh, this episode was directed by um, Jerry Levine and it was written by Barry Safchik. Oh, I remember Barry Safchik. Yeah, Barry Safchik has written some episodes. Which uh, ones? Well, he wrote um, he wrote Starry Night. Oh. Uh-huh. And, Have you uh, ever... Have you ever heard of Starry Night? Have you ever seen the painting Starry Night? Um, I just remember uh, a pillow that would look like Doctor Who that was Starry <laughs> Night that was in our house for years and years and years. Um, and he wrote uh, he wrote the first episode after they moved in together, or or the the first episode after they came back from the honeymoon, the one that we hated so much. Um, so, but he's he's written a few others, but those were the two that stick out in my mind. Um, Anyway, where do we start? Do we start in the classroom? Classroom or not? We definitely, definitely are not in the classroom. We are in the Matthews garage. Dun, dun. Did you know they had a garage? Yeah. That's where uh, Corey shoved Alan down in front of it. Oh, that's right. But we've never seen the inside of the garage. No, we haven't because it's always been closed. So Corey can shove Alan down in front of it. Seems like a huge garage. Uh Uh-huh. Just yeah. saying. It is a big garage. Um, yeah, it's definitely at least a two-car garage. Yep. Um, anyway, Corey's... Corey. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, you. Corey is going through stuff. Not mentally or emotionally. He's actually going through stuff. Possessions. 
He's going through possessions with uh, Eric. Not Eric. Nope. No. With Sean and Topanga hanging out with him. Helping-ish? Well, Topanga is helping, and Corey is not having it. Topanga has a whole garbage bag full of stuff and and goes to take it, and Corey is like, whoa, 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 what are you doing with that stuff? And she goes, I'm taking this garbage bag full of garbage, and I'm putting it in the garbage. Corey's not having it. He takes the bag from her. He starts going through it. Sean is laughing at him because Corey's, like, pulling out a strawberry shortcake doll, and Topanga's like, do you really think that Morgan still wants this? And Corey's like, well, yeah, definitely. And then he starts, like, hugging it and kisses it on the head, and he's, like, holding it like a baby. And he's just like, she's my friend. And then uh, Topanga starts saying, like, you're incapable of dealing with, like, getting rid of your possessions. And Corey's like, no, I'm incapable of letting go of important events in my life and he pulls out his old retainer he's like like this you remember this retainer topanga and he puts it in his mouth and he's like go ahead kiss me and she is like "Ooh, all i remember from that thing is uh cracker jacks and peanuts you like you uh you tasted like a baseball game and Corey goes mm, nachos that's disgusting yeah um, and then they start talking about, uh, Topanga and Sean start asking Corey, like, why isn't Eric here? Like, shouldn't Eric be here doing this with you? Well, and- first they pull out a sign, a no girls allowed sign. Topanga gets like, she's like, that's not fair. And then they pull out some boxing gloves and then Topanga pulls out swords and she's like, you guys fight for my hand? And she puts a crown on and goes and sits, and then they challenge each other to a duel. Yeah, but, had, like, Corey's had, definitely, definitely married to Topanga already. Yeah, they had they had also already talked about, why isn't Eric here? Oh, really? Yeah, because this is where Eric comes in. Um, And, and Corey's like, eh, Eric wouldn't want to be here. He doesn't want to do this kind of thing. He doesn't want to waste a Saturday on this. And then they go into all that. Topanga gives them the swords and is like, duel for my honor. And then she hands the sword to Sean and goes... Sir Hunter, and then she turns to Corey and she goes, Sir complains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And they start fighting, like play sword fighting, except Corey does actually get hurt. And when that happens, Eric walks around the corner. Yes. And Eric is just like, huh, what you guys up to? Like, he's like perturbed. Yeah. And Corey definitely looks kind of guilty. Um, And they're just like, oh, we're cleaning the garage. And, um... And uh, Topanga and Sean both are like, oh, maybe we should leave. Mm-hmm. And Corey's like, no, 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 stay. And Eric's like, yeah, stay. Obviously, he wants your help with this and not mine. And then Eric says something about, uh, hey, don't forget. What was it? Don't forget what? I don't know. But- so Alan had called him to tell him not to forget something. Mm-hmm. And... He figured Corey had already asked him to help, and Corey had not asked Eric to help. Alan just figured they would be doing this together. And Eric is like, oh, uh, Corey goes, I'm sorry, Eric, I just didn't think you'd want to waste a Saturday on this. And Eric goes, oh, but you, you wanted Sean to waste a Saturday on this. And Corey says, Sean loves this kind of thing. Remember where he grew up? 
And then Sean says, yeah, I love trash. And then grabs Topanga. What a, what a sequence of events. What a sequence. And, um. Brian K. Vaughn could have written that sequence. In 2000, yes. And, uh, Sean, well, no, Eric and, and Corey at this point, Eric is just like, yeah, uh, you know, we were supposed to do this together. And then walks off into the sunset and we fade away to Chucky's. Yeah, we're at Chucky's. Um, Sean is talking to Rachel and Angela and they're like, oh, that sounds like a, well, Rachel's like, that sounds like a really great idea. Angela, we should clean up our stuff too. Like we should start cleaning stuff out. And Angela's like, mm, no, Rachel, I'm not doing that. Rachel says, let's do spring cleaning. And Angela says, why don't you get started and catch up with me in the fall? <laughs> anyway, Sean goes over and starts talking to Jack. And he's he's basically like, see, we need to do more brother stuff. Like, like Eric and Corey. Yeah, he says, Eric got me thinking. And uh, Jack goes, what? He was like, he must have gotten a lot of rest. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, yeah, we, we should be, we should definitely, we need to be better brothers. We need to hang out more. We need to go do stuff together. Let's go. And they're like, yeah, when? And they're like, right now. And then they hug and they're like, yay. And they like skip into the sunset. <laughs> and Eric walks in, uh, and sits down and Corey walks over to him and he's just like, hey, I'm real sorry about yesterday. And Eric goes, oh, what what are you sorry about? And Corey goes, I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. And yeah, like it seemed like I hurt your feelings, which Eric, is a valid thing to be sorry for. Sure. But it's also valid for Eric to then say, uh, are you sorry that that? You hurt my feelings, or are you sorry that you got caught? And then Corey starts to backpedal, and he's like, it's not a big deal. Like, none of this stuff is a big deal. It doesn't matter. I'm going to interject something right here, because for the most part in this episode, I don't agree with Eric or Corey. However, in this moment, caught doing what? Cleaning the garage? Like, he's sorry that he hurt Eric's feelings by not calling him. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a valid apology. He's not sorry he got caught. He is sorry that it hurt Eric's feelings. I think Eric is blowing this out of proportion. Maybe, unless he knew Eric was going to be upset about it. And then at that point, he should have talked to his brother about going through their childhood things. Right. But he didn't. Um, and it seemed to me like he knew that something, this was going to upset Eric. Because as soon as Eric walks around, he's like, Ugh. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, Eric is just like, you know what? You're right. Let's, this, none of this stuff does matter. Let's just uh, take it down to the end of the driveway and uh, do a garage sale and split the cost. Or split the, the profits. And then we cut to the apartment. I will say, in this moment, Corey does talk about doing other things with Eric. And Eric's like, yeah, we don't have to do that. Like, we can just do stuff like this and not see each other in between. And Corey's kind of flabbergasted by it. Yeah. Because Eric's hurt. Then we go to the apartment. The boys' apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, Sean and Jack are sitting there just like... Twiddling their thumbs. In, like, obvious awkward silence. That, like, um, somebody should be talking right now, but no one's talking. And then Sean says, 
oh, let's watch a movie. And Jack is like, yeah, I love movies. And Sean is like, what kind of movie are you going to watch? And Jack says, I don't care as long as I'm with you. And Sean says, how do you feel about subtitles? And Jack is like, wait, a foreign film? No. And then they ask about bowling. and Jack doesn't like the stinky shoes. Uh, and then Jack is like, ooh, let's get something to eat. And Sean is like, oh, I already ate, but I can watch you eat. That's fine. And then Jack goes, what about the gym? And Sean's just like, ugh, I don't do that. And Sean goes, how do you feel about poetry? And Jack goes, I like riddles. And Sean says, how about uh, going to the mall? And Jack goes, I like going to the bank. And Sean just like, the bank? And then finally, Sean is like, oh, we could go see how the garage sale is doing. And they finally found something to do. So now we cut to the garage sale. Um, Eric and Corey are setting up the garage sale. And you just see them kind of working quietly and like pricing things, which... If you ever do a garage sale, don't price everything. Just let people ask you how much they are. Pricing everything is wild. And most of the time, people will haggle you down anyway. That's Tanya's tip of the day. Tanya's garage sale tip of the day. Yeah. When was the last time you had a garage sale? Probably about 13 years ago, but I'm very good at it. I have never had a garage sale. Really? Yeah. We should do one. We don't have a garage, but we can do a Uh, yard sale. Yeah, what would we do? What do you mean? We would we sell our shit. We don't have a garage. Um, yeah, we don't. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be bad. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're in the garage. Mm-hmm. We're in the garage. They, they're looking at a sled. Well, Eric, as they're kind of like putting stuff on the table and pricing it, Eric puts the sled on the table and Corey's just like, oh, you want to sell that? And Eric's like, yeah, why not? And Corey is like, we had lots of fun on that thing, didn't we? And Eric goes, yeah, you're right. Two bucks? And Corey starts to go, like, what? Why are you doing this? Don't you remember? Like, we remember that day that we missed school because of snow and we went and we took the sled down Dead Man's Hill and we caused a four car pile up. That's awful. Yeah. And Eric is just like, yeah, that was fun. Buck 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we cut to the garage sale again, but it's later. It is time for the garage sale, and it is bustling. It is bustling. There's so many people at this garage sale. Yeah. That's not the usual. Usually people trickle in here and there. There's not, like, actual, like, customers milling about like they're at a store. But there is at this one. They must have had a lot of good stuff. I feel like sometimes we used to go garage sailing Mm -hmm. on, like, Saturday mornings. I loved it. Me too. And... Uh, but we would spend too much money. Um, but we would sometimes go across, come across yard sales where it was like a lot of people and you're like, holy shit, maybe we shouldn't stop here. <laughs> or maybe we should stop here because that's obviously where all the good stuff is. Mm. Um, anyway, but Ra- Rachel and Angela are there and they have a box of stuff and, um, and Topanga comes over and Angela's like, wait. Is this my person here? So they're going to be selling their stuff that they cleaned up. Angela hated cleaning up. She thought it was terrible. And uh, they pull a purse out of the box. And Angela's like, hey, this is my purse. And Rachel's just like, it's been on the floor for three months. And Topanga's like, ooh, 
I want it. And like hands the money and takes the purse. Because it's $1.72. It was so funny because that was such a weird number. Um, which doesn't seem like a Rachel or Angela thing. It seems like a Topanga thing where she yeah. would have been like, well, this is the cost of the purse and this is the percentage that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's $1.72. And then Eric walks over and grabs a pink tank top and he's like, you wore this? And Rachel's like, yes. And Eric buys it. And, For $50. And they're like, why do you want this tank top? And Eric very creepily is just like, I'm a collector and walks away. Yeah. Um, then Corey comes over. He's upset that Eric is selling a glove, a baseball glove. And Eric is like, hey, it's mine. And Corey's like, you gave it to me. And Eric's like, yeah, I'm taking it I'm back. Taking it back. Uh, and while they're doing this, uh, Sean and Jack come around the corner like super fake laughing. And they're like, we've been doing this all day. It's been so great. Time flies when you're having fun with your brother. And then Sean jumps away from Jack and grabs Corey and he goes, I am dying. Help me. He's so boring. Mm-hmm. And then Jack goes over to Eric and is like... I can't do this. Yeah. And then a guy walks up to Eric trying to buy slippers. And uh, Eric goes, oh, I didn't know those were for sale. And then pays the guy $20 the, to keep them. The guy goes. Oh, were they Rachel's? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you know what? They must have been. I think it they were just pink, hit me. They were pink fuzzy slippers. Yeah. That makes sense. Ooh, Eric's a feet guy. Um, Eric's just gross. <laughs> um. It's, you can be a feet guy. Yes, but his obsession with buying Rachel's clothes is gross. That's true. That's true, I guess. Um, like, it's not even like he's buying stuff on the internet. He's buying it from someone that he knows, which is grosser, as weird as that sounds. No, I get it. it like, if she was cool with it, it wouldn't be weird. If but, she was cool with it, she would have just been selling it to him already. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, she was clearly like... Uh, what are you doing? Like, she didn't like that this was happening. Right. So I guess, yeah, you're right. But anyway, he, uh, the guy comes up to him and says, I'll give you $5 for these. And Eric goes, I'll give you 20 And then the guy's like, sold. And so, so far, Eric has spent $70 at a yard sale where he's selling a antique sled for $1.50. Yep. And uh, after that guy walks away, Corey comes up upset with him and starts yelling at him. And it's just like... Uh, how could you do this? Why are you being such a jerk? And while he's doing that, a lady is standing behind Corey going, how much for this picture frame? And Corey's like, hey, lady, hold on just a second. And the lady's like, well, it shouldn't be too much because there's a scratch on the on the um, glass. And Corey's like, please, can you just hold on a second? And he keeps on yelling at Eric. And the lady is like, I can't wait all day. And Corey turns around and is like, did you know you are so annoying? She says, could you be any more annoying? It was clearly like, they were like, I don't know, let's make a joke like friends. Yeah. And then her husband walks up. It's the guy who was going to buy the slippers, I think. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, watch what you say to my wife. And Corey looks him dead in the eye. And he goes, oh, could she be more annoying? And then he Fake punches him in the face. It's the fakest TV punch I've ever seen. Oh, that's true. Um, it was a very, like, I I actually saw myself a little bit in that moment. 
because I will do that sometimes. I have to try really hard not to, where I will say something jokingly offensive um, and bother somebody, and then I'll double down on it and say something again, and then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Why did I, like, I have now made myself the worst person in the world. So anyway. Yep. <laughs> uh the guy punches Corey in the face. Eric runs over and he's like, don't punch my brother. And he's punching the guy in the stomach. And the like guy. Like a bunch of times. He's like, no one's allowed to punch my brother. And the guy like Compl- pulls away. And then he just starts like beating the crap com- out of Eric. Completely unfazed. Uh, um, so then the guy's on top of Eric. Corey jumps on top of Eric to try to like help. I mean, jumps on top of the guy to try to help. The wife comes over and, like, smacks Corey with her purse, and everybody's trying to pull them off, and then we end up at the hospital. Oh, yeah, that entire... Did we ever find out why they were at the hospital? Because they were injured? Corey has a broken wrist. Yeah, but Corey and Eric were both out in the waiting room. Waiting to be seen. Oh, okay. That's how, I mean, have you ever been to the ER? You end up waiting for, like... Seven hours to get a uh, your kidney looked yes. at. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, we cut to the hospital. They're all there. I mean, Corey and Topanga are there. And Eric um, is there. And Eric is there. And Topanga's like, hey, what are you doing? You can go home. And, and who says that? What did I say? You said, you said Topanga says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says to Eric. <laughs> Please don't cut that out. Why? It was so good. No, it wasn't. You're like, what am I doing? What did I say? Because in my head, I thought that I said Eric was saying this. Anyway, Topanga says this to Eric. Eric is like, "No, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait it out. I'm, that's, that's what I need to do." And Topanga's like, "Okay, fine. I'm gonna go to the um, cafeteria and get coffee." And she leaves, and Corey and Eric start talking to each other. Yeah, Corey is like, or no, Eric goes, How, "How's that arm?" And Corey goes, Haha, "Won't be using that catcher's mitt anytime soon." <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what they say a lot in this part. All I know is that it ends with... Yeah, they talk about how, like, hey, I'm sorry, you're my brother, you're supposed to be my brother, we're there for each other, and Eric is like, yeah, we're there for each other, uh, as long as we don't have to hang out. Well, we're there for each other for, like, the big things, but... Yeah, we don't see each other in between. And... Corey seems very confused. Eric definitely is saying that he doesn't feel like he's a part of Corey's life. And it ends with Eric going to leave and saying, like, we're brothers. We don't have to be friends. As Topanga's coming in with coffee, Eric is walking out of the emergency room. He's talking about how, like, you shut me out a long time ago. Like, you haven't wanted to be around me for a long time. And Corey is just like, well, we hung out today. Um, And, uh... Yeah, he's like, we don't have to be friends, and walks out. And then we go to... The garage. The garage. At night. At night. That's a Spongebob joke. (laughs) Corey is putting boxes. It looks like they sold a lot of stuff, because now the walls are empty, and there's like a bunch of... No. There's just like some boxes. You know what happened? They left all that stuff in the driveway, and then went to the hospital. People just drove by. They got free stuff. Honestly... Sometimes I wish we would get robbed so that that would happen here. Oh, no, that would be great. I don't, like, that's how I am. 
we don't need to have a yard sale. We could just get all the stuff we don't want anymore and put it in our yard and people can take it. The thing is, is that we could make money off of it. So before we do that, then we should try to make money off of it first. That's true. I agree. But our neighbor just gives all of her stuff away. So It's not her stuff. It's stuff that she gets out of a dumpster. She's a dumpster diver. So she goes... She gets what she wants. She sees things that she doesn't want, but she thinks someone else might want. And then she cleans them up and she puts them on the side of the road. All right. We're at the garage. some really good stuff that way. We're at the garage at night. They got rid of all their stuff. Well, most of it. And Corey is just putting the last few boxes. Somehow didn't. All the stuff they got rid of, they couldn't sell off a bike. True. Uh, Topanga walks in and Corey's just like staring at this bike and Topanga is like, oh, the memories. And Corey's like, yeah, I remember the day it was like, we were trying and trying and trying. And then finally, um, the bike stabilized or whatever. And he's like, and I was so proud of Eric. Mm -hmm. And Topanga's like, geez, you guys used to do a lot of stuff together, didn't you? And... Corey's like, yeah, I guess so. And Topanga's like, you used to want to be with him all the time. I was really jealous. And Sean was too. Yeah. And Corey's like, look, all I remember, Eric is the one who ruined our wedding night and we spent the night in jail. And Topanga's like, all I remember is an amazing wedding night at the at the Fe- best hotel yeah. in, in Philadelphia. Uh, and... Corey starts like getting really defensive with her and he's like you know stop me if you uh yeah he basically says like I'm I'm not wrong right like I I'm right right and then Topanga basically is like no you're wrong well she starts to talk and then he cuts her off and it's just like well you know where is it written that you have to spend time with your brother you don't have to spend time with your brother and um, he's just like, look, it was, it was just, it was easier when we were kids. You know, we could just hang out and have fun. Um, like one minute we're on a sled and the next minute we're laughing in an intersection. And she is like, yeah, well, now you have the rest of your life to make more memories. Um. And then Topanga goes to leave. Yeah, she Eric, goes to leave. Eric they, comes in. They have two cars? I thought the same thing. But, I mean, they're always just, like, showing up. Maybe the college is super close to the Matthews residence. Like, within walking distance? Yeah. I guess it's... No, because she says, I'll see you at home. So she wasn't going to pick him up later. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I mean, it's it's Philadelphia. I'm, there's p- public transit for sure. But um, it was... I do th- I do think they're... They have two cars. Anyway. I mean, they both have grown up pretty affluent. It's probably it's probably that they have two cars. Yeah. So anyway, she leaves and Corey just stands there staring off into the distance sadly. And Eric comes in. Eric comes in and starts And just starts picking boxes up. And nothing is said. They both start putting away boxes together. Eric gives Corey a very brotherly shove. Mm-hmm. 
They can't see what your face is doing, so I don't know why you're being so I weird. think I said it in a way you could hear it on my face. I don't think so. Anyway, Brotherly Shove is the name of the episode. Uh-huh. So anyway, and then they just put their stuff away. And I guess it's solved. That's it. Everything's yeah, everything's fixed. good. We fixed it. Tanya? Yep. How'd you feel about this episode? It was fine. It was a fine filler episode. It didn't really mean anything. Um, it's a frustrating episode to me. Because I don't think you have to be friends or spend time with your siblings. Um, Like, for instance, they did spend the night in jail because Eric stole a wedding. Corey shouldn't have talked to him after that. Like, that wasn't just some little goof. Also, Eric would be in prison, I think. (laughs) I don't think so. Or at least, like, jail for a lot longer than one night. If you think about the monetary, like, equivalent of that wedding, it's very high. It's thousands and thousands of dollars. It would be a felony. (laughs) Um, Anyway, like, Corey shouldn't be obligated to speak to his brother after that. Like, sure, he stole them a beautiful wedding. But they spent their wedding night in jail. Like, that's just one of those things that I I wouldn't just be like, oh, you know what? You're right. It was a beautiful wedding. Love you, Eric. Like, that, you can be spiteful about that. Like, you can have a grudge about that. That's perfectly fine. You do not have to be friends with your siblings. There are some things that siblings do that are not forgivable. And you don't have to spend time with them. And um, I think that's what frustrated me about this one. But also, it was just kind of a filler. Like, it really didn't have any kind of, like... It just didn't feel like part of the story of what's happening right now. Um, So it was fine. Even, like, it's like they threw in stuff with Rachel and Angela just to have them in the show. And it didn't have any bearing on the show. They threw in the Jack and Sean thing, and that wasn't even tied up. Like, they just threw these things in so that each character would have a part of the show, and none of it mattered. Um, But I guess they're fine now. They're best buds again. That's how I felt about this episode. How did you feel about this episode? Um, I, I think it was... I think in a vacuum, it was an above average episode. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, but it was fine. Uh, I I somewhat disagree with you. Like, I I feel like obviously, yes, what you're saying is like Eric got them in jail. But this is a, a show where the craziest things have happened time and time again. Um, Eric and Corey have been really close before. So I understand Eric being upset and wanting to be closer with Corey. Um, does he go about it in the best way? Nope. Um, is Corey handling it the best? No, also no. Um, but I I thought the story was decent. But you're right, like, outside of that vacuum, we are four episodes from the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And this is crazy. Um for a show that meant so much to so many people to be coming down to the end of the show here 
and have filler episodes Mm -hmm. where there's no consequence, nothing really changes, um, no one really learns anything about each other. I mean, this is literally the premise for at least one or two other episodes that we've had in the past where mm-hmm. Corey and Eric aren't getting along. I mean, we lit- we had an episode like that in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that was frustrating. But w- if this came on in the, in the middle of my day and like I'm just watching random episodes of Boy Meets World, it's a good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but me doing a podcast with four episodes left, that's nuts. Yeah. Like, you would think that they would have some sort of, uh, guys, I don't think we're going to be renewed, uh, or I think we're calling it quits because all the actors want to leave. Uh, let's go ahead and go out with a bang. But they don't. They don't at all. I mean, I don't. we don't know what the other three episodes are. But this episode wasn't consequential at all. Yeah. But it was fine. Um... I guess that's it. That's yeah. how that's how I feel about this episode. Yeah, that's basically how I felt about it too. It was just fine. Um and I hope that the next few episodes have more oomph to them. Yeah. Uh I actually don't remember the next two episodes. Um at all. Me either. So it'll be interesting to watch. Uh the it's just beautiful. To go four years without watching a show when you have a memory like mine, because it's all new to me, baby. Yeah. Anyway, have you guys ever wanted to be a cat? Because let me tell you what I forgot to talk about at the beginning. I was going to bring that up, and then you didn't, and I was like, well, I guess he doesn't want to talk about it. Um, The game Stray just came out, and holy shit, that is a fun game. You really, really, somehow, like every once in a while there's a game that comes along, and you play it, and you're just like... Somehow they nailed that. Like, God of War, the newest God of War game. Kratos throws an axe, you call it back to you, and it you catch it, and it's just like the most satisfying feeling, because in your head you're like, ooh, this is exactly what that would feel like. Nobody knows what that feels like. Nobody knows what it's like when an axe flies at you at 50 miles an hour and you catch it because you're destined to be together. At the same way, like... I don't know what it's like to be a cat, but from the first five minutes, I'm jumping around, jumping on water pipes, and I'm like, oh, this is totally what it feels like to be a cat. I am positive. And Alden's self-loathing went up 100% because he hates cats. I I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I'd like to be a cat. That'd be cool. And look in the mirror and be like, I hate you, cat. Yeah, I would do stuff like ruin ruin my owner's couch, like, now the couch is ruined, and then I would walk by a mirror, and I'd be like, the fuck is wrong with me? Why did I do that? Look, can we just try to do better? And then I'll jump up on a counter and knock shit down, and then I'll be like, oh, what what takes over me? And then I'll pee in the corner, because gotta make it smell real bad in here. And then... Alden hates cats, <laughs> and it upsets me so much. Um, because I love cats. I grew up with cats all the time. There was never a time in my childhood all the way up, basically, until Alden and I met where I did not have a cat. And I then th- I haven't had a cat since we've been together. I think <laughs> not, <laughs> not 
all cats are bad. Like, uh, there are some good cats. It sounds like I'm doing like a police metaphor right now. <laughs> um, I, there are good cats. There are some good cats, but uh... as a whole, the cat system <laughs> is uh, a a power driven resource. No, I, I, there are good cats. I just think you don't know that you're getting a good cat until well after you have that cat. Well, you don't know if you're getting a good dog. And look at our dog. He's an angel. Uh, dogs you can train because they want to be happy and please you most of the time. Um, but cats, cats you can snuggle and then they purr up against your neck. <laughs> uh-huh. And then they pee in the corner. Put a litter box in that corner. Oh. And then they pee in another corner. Because they're like, now I want two corners. Anyway, all I'm saying is play stray. It's a really great game. And you don't, you you can go through and you can ruin people's couches. You can go through and ruin people's walls. Uh, you don't pee in a corner, though. Not you, yet. You can. You know what? You can also. Don't quote me. You can also hit triangle and purr and purr and purr. Yeah. And, and if your wife wants a cat really bad, but you say no over and over again for nine years, um, you can hand her the controller and be like, if you press triangle, the controller will purr. And then. Your wife can hold that controller up to her shoulder so she can feel a cat purring on her shoulder like a very vivid dream that she wishes would come true. There are a lot of conversations about how the the H it's called like HD rumble that the that the PS5 controller can do. Mm-hmm. And there have been some cool moments with it. Um I don't remember what game I was playing, and you could like literally you feel the raindrops in your hand. Um and that was really cool. But in this, they use that to perfection, and your controller feels like a cat purring in your hand. It's crazy. It's amazing. And then, like, the travel system is buckets on zip lines. So (laughs) the cat gets in the bucket, and Alden always makes the cat turn and look at me when he's on the zip line because it's just so cute, and it's just staring at me as it travels down the zip line in a bucket. It's a cat in a bucket. It's so cute. Yeah, it's a really great game. It's it's really I love innovative different experiences and this is this is one of them. Anyway, yeah, we don't have a lot of relatable content on this episode like like most people don't have um dropout to watch Dimension 20. Yeah. Uh it's not like it's on Netflix or even YouTube. Uh, um, there's some there's epi- clips on YouTube, and usually the, the like fir- premiere episode yeah. will be on YouTube. Yeah, so you can watch the first episode of Fantasy High, which is what we're watching right now, if you'd like, and see if it'd be something you're into. Um, and then Stray, like, not everyone wants to be a cat, so we need to try to think of something more relatable for next week. Okay. All right. Get your mind working. But also, watch what we do in the shadows every week. That is so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Um, Guillermo. <laughs> uh, Tanya. Yes. Where can people find us if they want to talk about being a cat, what we do in the shadows, uh, Dimension Twenty, and maybe a little bit of Boy Meets Boy- World sprinkled in, and some Boy Meets World. 
Um, you can tweet at us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group. Come chat with us about the show, um, Boy Meets World in general, or this week's episode. Um, just type in Boy Meets, Girl Meets, Boy Meets World into the search bar. You'll get approved and then you can post. That is going to do it for us this week with three episodes left. That's insane. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 19. Do good. Class dismissed.